afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Marty, pastor to the Grace Adventist Centre and Sterling Seventh-day Adventist Churches right here in Adelaide, and I'm joined today by Mrs. Lindy Sperry. Hello. Great to have you, Lindy. Now, Lindy, you are the prayer ministries. Um, you are the prayer ministries and women ministries leader here for the South Australian Conference. That's right. That sounds like a very important role. It is, and I love it. And you might be wondering, why am I here talking about health? So you're talking about health today? Yes. This is a passionate topic of mine as well. Fantastic. This is going to be a fantastic uh, program today. want to... Um, Thank you, listeners, for joining us on Faith FM. It is truly a privilege, and we want to thank God for being able to be on air today. It's not something we want to take for granted. We want to thank God for the blessing of being able to share His Word and share practical tips and hopefully life-changing insights that can help us actually live healthier lives. Mm-hmm. So, Lindy, this this is an exciting um, a topic that we're looking at this week. The Bible, spirituality, and physical health. And today, we are going to be answering the question, is physical exercise in the Bible? Mm -hmm. So that's a really interesting question. No weightlifting. No weightlifting in the Bible. Yeah, okay, no no gyms and that kind of thing. But but certainly, is there physical exercise in the Bible? Well, for our World Watch segment today... um, I'm going to share just, I'm actually going to share some some um, research I've been working on lately. I, I'm currently doing a course in lifestyle medicine through Avondale University. Wonderful. And I just submitted an essay on Sunday looking at type 2 diabetes, yes. how to prevent it, manage it, and even reverse it, and using plant-based plant-based diet. Fantastic. And so it's quite amazing some of the some of the figures, some of the results. Let me just read you a couple of things from from this essay. The statistics are daunting in 2021. More than half a billion adults, 536 million worldwide had diabetes, which is one in every 10 adults. Wow. Think about that. Now these figures are estimated to rise potentially reaching 7.8 well, 783 million by 2045. So what can be done to actually stem the tide of this, uh, this growing problem that we're seeing? Well, firstly, type 2 diabetes is, of course, a chronic condition in which blood glucose levels are not regulated properly due to insulin resistance. And the long-term effects of having uncontrolled uh, hypoglycemia pose significant health problems, including damage to the nerves Mm -hmm. and blood vessels. Diabetes, diabetics are at higher risk of cardiovascular disease, between twice to four times the risk, stroke, depression, kidney failure, neuropathy, and blindness. There is a recent study that um, hasn't been 
peer-reviewed yet, so it hasn't. It's not available to the public. But there's been some articles on it online. This was a study done out of Cambridge University, and they sh- they said that diabetes is linked to 57 other conditions. Wow. So to me, as I was researching diabetes, I realized this is a big issue. This is much more significant than what I realized before I actually researched this this issue. You know, we often think of cardiovascular disease that, you know, and cancer. These are huge issues. But diabetes is is right up there. You know, it is a very significant challenge. And you're talking about type 2 diabetes, which is normally something adults will get, whereas type 1 diabetes can often happen for children where there's a breakdown in their organs. And at this point in time, I don't believe there's a medical cure for type 1. But type two can often be managed certainly, by diet certainly. lifestyle. Yeah, type one is you know is is more is more difficult and um and but and, and it's far far less uh far less prevalent than type two diabetes. Type yes. two diabetes is definitely definitely lifestyle related. And there's no doubt about that. So what I found was interesting, and and I'm just going to skip to kind of the the chase here in terms of you know what has been found to be effective when it comes to really treating uh, this condition. Well, there was one of the studies that I I, I looked at, which I found quite interesting, was of 8,401 non-diabetic Seventh-day Adventists who were followed over 17 years. Now, this is what they discovered. This is truly amazing. I, I... Listeners, you're going to hear this and you're probably not going to believe it. I'll just tell you that up front because when I looked at it, I thought, really? So here's what it was. Over 8,000 non-diabetic Seventh-day Adventists were followed over 17 years. It was found that eating meat once per week, once per week, increased the risk of developing diabetes by 29% compared with total vegetarians. Now, if the meat was processed, that risk climbed to 38%. Can you believe it? Just one serving of meat per week increased the risk of diabetes. And even after adjustments were made for things like weight, there was still a significant association between eating just a small amount of meat and an increased risk of diabetes. So processed sausages, for example, would have a higher risk than perhaps just a steak. That's correct. That's mm-hmm. correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and probably a lower risk still with like chicken and fish. But still, the evidence is there. Analyzing the data from nearly 61,000 Seventh-day Adventists, um, we, we can see the difference between different types of vegetarian diets on the risk of developing cardio, uh, of, of developing type 2 diabetes. So again, um, followed over a number of years, the 61,000 Seventh-day Adventists, it was found that 2.9% of vegans would develop t- type 2 diabetes, 3.2% of lacto-ovo-vegetarians. So that's vegetarians who, who still have dairy products yes. and eggs. Mm-hmm. 4.8 of pescatarians, so that's those who in- include fish. 6.1% of semi-vegetarians, and that's the group that would probably eat meat once per week. Mm-hmm. And then 7.6% of non-vegetarians. And these results remain true independent of 
body weight and other variables. So, what's the research telling us? It's saying that the closer you can get to a plant-based diet, the lower your risk of developing disease. The closer you can get to eating not just a plant-based diet, but the research says a quality plant-based diet. There's plenty of unhealthy plant-based foods out there, but if you have a high-quality plant-based diet, mostly eating minimally processed plant foods, raw is good, good, um, steamed, you know, all of that kind of thing, not too many added sugars or fats, particularly saturated fat. You want to keep low on saturated fat, um, low on refined grains, and certainly very low on refined sugar. And if you do that, your body will respond very well. And isn't it interesting, Lindy, that God in the Bible, you look at Genesis chapter 1. This is where God does things right the first time, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. You know, Genesis 1, this is before sin. This is before there are any problems in the world. This is God's perfect plan. This is Eden. And the Bible tells us in in Genesis 1 verse 29 that God gave Adam and Eve what kind of diet? Herbs and vegetables. Yes, of course. It wasn't, he didn't say, here, take this spear and go and get that cow over there and (laughs) kill it and roast it up on the fire. Of course not. There was no death Mm. in the Garden of Eden. And so, of course, the original diet was, of course, a plant-based vegetarian diet. And that's still the ideal for us today. And modern science is, is showing that that is the case. Modern science is very clear that the vegetarian diet is, in fact, the most optimal for human health. There may be a while to catch up. Oh, took a while to catch up. Didn't it ever? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I find this amazing. You know, the Bible also says in, in first Corinthians chapter six, in verses 19 and 20, it says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Oh, Marty, you're pinching all my scriptures. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. We, oh, we okay. Did Genesis one twenty nine yesterday. Look, there's no, there's no, there's no copyright on these <laughs> scriptures, Lindy. You know, we need to share them far and wide. The Bible's amazing. <clears throat> and um, isn't it amazing that God calls our body a temple? Absolutely. I mean, a temple, a sacred place, mm-hmm. a place that we should take care of and be very careful what we obviously put inside that temple. And, um, and so the Bible then says, uh, you are not your own for you are bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You know, one, one of the things that I like about this verse is that it says that we belong to God. Yes, that's we right. are His. That's right. Jesus paid the price for our sins. That's he right. paid the price so that we could go free, and because of that, we become His children. We belong to God. There are some people that say, "It's my body; I can do what I want with it." But for the Christian, we we see things differently because the Bible says, "No, no, no! Yeah. You belong to God. You're part of His purchased possession." And as and as a result of that. Taking care of your body and your mind is incredibly important. It is. It is when we're walking with the Lord. And it might be time just to throw in something that I've found in a book called Why Christians Get Sick by Dr. George H. Malkmus. It's, it's a fairly strong statement, Marty, so I don't know how people are going to react. But this is what he says. Many people have a problem accepting personal responsibility for their own health problems. 
It is a lot easier to believe that some germ or virus or outside influence over which they had no control caused their physical problem than it is to acknowledge that they personally caused the problem themselves. Now, we know that's not always the case. This is a strong statement. And he says, often because of ignorance, people will even blame God or say that it's God's will, thus once again shifting the blame away from themselves. But the Bible talks about personal accountability. God is not mocked. And there are health laws. There are health laws that God wants us to follow so that we can be well. But it's our choice, isn't Absolutely. it? It's our choice. Absolutely. You know, there's a statement that says, you know, it's it's health by choice, not by chance. That's right. And the, the great thing is that throughout this week, we are going to be going through a number of very practical health principles that, because oftentimes I find, Lindy, sometimes we are unaware. And I have right. found that, you know, as I've learned more, as I've studied more, I felt far more empowered to make very, you know, more positive lifestyle decisions. I mean, even recently for me, I'm, you know, heading much, you know, even more in that direction of totally plant-based. And, um, and I think a lot of yeah. people are thinking that way, Marty, whether they're Christians or not. If there's anyone li- listening who isn't a Christian, you can't help but hear about people being vegans and, and taking all, all, all sorts of different decisions and you can go to restaurants and cafes now and, and find some plant-based options on Absolutely. the menu. Often, sadly, they're mixed with other things that may be not quite so good, but, yeah, I, I don't think too many people aren't aware of this shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's become much more mainstream than certainly what it used to be and the information is accessible, you know, and, and like like uh, this doctor was mentioning, it is important for us to take charge of our health because ultimately the key is in our hand. That's right. The key is in our hand. And, you know, obviously if we have families as well, we, we want to make the best possible decisions to set up our kids to, mm-hmm. to have healthy lifestyles because, you know, that really determines a lot of someone's happiness and, and fulfillment in life. Absolutely. So, Lindy, we're going to come to some music. We've got David Phelps singing As the Deer. It's a beautiful song, and I trust that uh, our listeners will, will really hope you really enjoy this song.
the dear an absolutely beautiful song and what an incredible voice that god has blessed him he's with my favorite tenor marty he's got in, uh, yeah i love the song no more night i love that song. isn't that one so powerful we played that at a women's retreat and we stand around almost weeping yeah. and just uh, praising the lord yeah it is so encouraging to put on some good music that is so encouraging and um, and another one since we're coming to Christmas season is you've listeners you've got to you've got to check out David Phelps' uh, Oh Holy Night. Oh yes, that's beautiful. amazing, beautiful. amazing song. We'll have to do some programs on music. Won't yeah, we? <laughs> we should. That'll be great. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Big Q and A. Uh, this is uh, Marty and Lindy today. We're looking at the theme this week: the Bible, spirituality, and physical health. And today we are looking at the question: Is physical exercise in the Bible. Now, Lindy, before we come to this question, we do have a free giveaway today, and this is one that I think our listeners are going to be pretty excited about. I'm excited about it. It's called A Taste of Food as Medicine. Now, boy, if you haven't had dinner yet, let me just tell you (laughs) the contents of this book. Some of the recipes in this little book include roasted vegetable salad with creamy orange tahini dressing. Mm -hmm. Oh, let that sink in. Sweet potato, red lentil, and lemon soup. Tofu burgers with ginger, chili, and garlic. Crispy eggplant cutlets with paprika and garlic sauce. I made them. They're lovely. They are good, good. (laughs) Cashew fried rice, pecan and ginger drops, real banana ice cream, caramel date sauce, and golden turmeric milk. This This is a little book that is a like a... It's literally a bite-sized taste of a bigger book called Food as Medicine, medicine written by Sue Rad. Now, this bigger book, Food as Medicine, wasn't it voted to be the best cookbook in the world? Yes, she she certainly won an award. It's an incredible book. From from cover to cover, there is so much fascinating information. Now, uh, now, if you're a little bit like me and you want the shorter version, this book is perfect. It just gives you a little taste. A little taste. And, of course, the real big book, you know, it's it's a bit – It's <laughs> we're on a budget, so we couldn't send it out to you. But, <laughs> but the reality is this is a smaller book, and it'll give you the a taste of what the bigger book is like. That's right. It'll give you an introduction to all the, um, I suppose, the science and the evidence around – healthy eating and nutrition, and it'll give you a bunch of recipes as well. So if you would like to get a free copy of this book, A Taste of Food as Medicine by Sue Rad, all you've got to do is send us a text to our studio number. Now that number, Faith FM Drive Time, is 04888808811. That's our drive time number, 04888808811. And if you would like 
a free copy of A Taste of Food as Medicine, Cooking for Your Best Health. Maybe you think of someone you'd like to share this book with. Maybe it's one you'd like yourself. All you've got to do is send us the code SA144. So the code, five digits, SA144. One four four, and you send that code of SA one four four to o four triple eight eight o eight eleven, and that will actually go to our Faith FM bot, who will ask you some questions so that we can get you this book as soon as possible. So, Lovely. Lindy, this is uh, a great subject: is physical exercise in the Bible? All right. Well, before we come to that, I just want to reflect on Psalms 139, 13 to 16, which says, Marty, for you have formed my inward parts. You have covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. Now, I love that scripture, Marty, because it reminds us that God created us. He knew us even before we were formed in our mother's womb. And he has the the tools and know-how, the, the principles and values that if we're willing to follow those, we can experience much better health than we normally would. You know, science tells us today that we are indeed made of elements contained in the earth and air. Remember how God created Adam and then he made Eve from Adam? God's word is true. The body consists of 125 trillion cells and they need proper building materials to function to capacity. We are literally a chemical factory and the main elements for us are oxygen, Carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, calcium and phosphorus, along with many trace elements. And so, you know, we're like a chemical factory. So we need certain nutrition, certain chemicals, certain um, items for us to function well, if you like. Probably shouldn't call them items. Yeah, but. yeah. So when we're talking about exercise... It doesn't say in the Bible, get out to your gym and join a gym club. It doesn't say that. I I can't say that it says that. But it says in Genesis 3.19, in the sweat of your face, so you're going to be sweating, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you are taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. And so what God created for us to do was to be working and to build up a sweat. And when we're doing that, our body is being exercised. Our muscles are being exercised. It also says in 1 Timothy 4.8, which is interesting, for bodily exercise profits a little. So it does profit us a little. But godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. And so... The Bible does talk about exercise. It also talks about throughout the Bible how mankind was was sowing seeds in the ground, how mankind was preparing his food, preparing the soil and looking after himself. So because you and I live in a time where we live sedentary lives, I mean, you and I are sitting here in the studio. We're actually sitting. We should be standing. It's better for us. I have a standing desk at work. So what 
Does it benefit us to exercise? It boosts our energy. It improves our muscle strength. I don't know about you, Marty, but every morning I get on my exercise bike and I do some weights to keep my arms strong because I have to lift heavy boxes at work. So I need to be strong. So as part of a balanced, healthy lifestyle, and that's what we're talking about this week. We talked about last night about this acronym NEW START. Let me just review it. Nutrition, exercise, water, sunshine, temperance, air, rest and trust. We're, we're looking at this balance. And to be balanced, we need to have exercise. I don't know. Do you go jogging or walking or what sort of exercise do you do, Marty? Yeah, Lindy, I, um, I could definitely improve in this area at the moment. And prior to shifting here to Adelaide, we we lived in a place called Don Dingalong, which is near Kempsey on yes. the mid north coast. <laughs> I've heard of it. We lived on twenty acres, and I had a hu- I had a big garden, mm-hmm. a big veggie garden. I had literally we literally grew tons of pumpkins, and that to me was incredibly good exercise because it was Absolutely. productive, mm-hmm. and it involved. Um, it involved, you know, using your mind as well. Mm. And, you know, there's so many lessons that can be gained from, from, from being in contact with nature and the garden. Absolutely. A great blessing. But, but now I tend to start the day with, with doing a few small weights and squats and maybe some, you know, some sit ups and things like that. And I like to, you know, take the kids out and, you know, go for a little bit of a walk. Yes. They, they're on their bikes and things like that. Yes, that's good. Um, or pushing the pram with little mm-hmm. Zakai in it. And and that's that's good. You know, it's not really getting my heart rate up where, I'd, you know, I, I'd like to. But um, And I think that is important, getting your heart rate up. You know, um, Edward Stanley, Earl of Derby, he wrote or he spoke a conduct of life addressed to Liverpool College in December 1873. It's a long time ago. Oh, wow. He said, those who think they have not time for bodily exercise will sooner or later have to find time for illness. And that is so true. Do you know that doctors today are saying it doesn't matter what's wrong with you, get out and exercise. And what are the benefits of exercising? It improves our memory and brain function. And we have a society that has such an increase in dementia. Mm. My mother has a touch of memory loss. I think my dad as well. And so exercise is so important to improve your memory. It helps protect against chronic disease. Uh, Those who have diabetes too, their program to getting well is regular Exercise, you know, for 20 to 30 minutes where your heart rate goes up a little bit so you can walk quickly. You don't have to jog. Jogging isn't for everybody. It can affect your knees and on the pavement it's quite hard on our bodies. Uh, Exercise aids in weight management. It lowers your blood pressure and improves your heart health. It improves your sleep quality. Yeah. You want to sleep better. And this is so important in today's society. There's so much anxiety and depression. Get out and exercise. Yeah. Exercise, you know, exercise. And, and that's, that's part of the, um, you know, yeah, this is the conundrum that we, we are in because like you were saying before, we live such sedentary lifestyles. We, we're living more sedentary lifestyles now than ever before. You know, when we, when I think about does the Bible promote physical exercise, to me, it wasn't really an issue back in that time. You know, people had to work on the land. They had to do all this physical exercise. They had to walk everywhere um, often too, Marty. They, they didn't did. always have a way to get around. They might have had a donkey or a mule or a horse or a carriage, but Absolutely. often no. 
you know, th- this is the first time probably, you know, over the last, say, I'm going to say in the last 50 or so years, perhaps even a bit longer than that, we've just seen this dramatic reduction in physical energy expenditure as we have, you know, we've got transportation, yes. we've got, you know, things like um, even the internet and many other conveniences like appliances and things that do the work you know, for us, so to speak. That's right. And so we are living that we, we're actually facing a, a an epidemic of inactivity, physical inactivity. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you'll see some of the gyms here in Adelaide are quite busy when we drive past. But people need to make a, a purposeful plan to exercise. And it's interesting to note that a person who exercises vigorously on a regular basis and yet eats a poor diet will usually experience less physical problems than the person who eats well but does not exercise. So that's some of the research has come Mm -hmm. out to show that. So what is the plan for you and I? It's to exercise, I would say, four to five times a week for 30 minutes. And, And I mean getting your heart rate up. You've got to get Absolutely. your heart rate up a little bit. Um, and when we exercise, our body is more able to get rid of toxins and debris. And we're surrounded by toxins. We know that we talked last night about the food, how it's affected when it's manufactured, when it's grown here um, in, for the farms. You know, so exercise. We need to exercise. And yeah. the next one we're going to look at quickly too is water. You know, does it say in the Bible to drink eight glasses of water a day? Well, no, not really, but uh, in Genesis 2.10, now a river went out of Eden to water the garden. So water the garden, and from there it parted and became four riverheads. Water is mentioned all throughout the Bible. It's important. We Australians, we know how to drink a lot of things, Marty, don't we? In our sports programs, sure. what are they doing? Yeah. Drinking yeah. a lot of alcohol. We drink a lot of soft drinks. <laughs> and a lot of caffeine a these days as well. A lot of caffeine and coffee. It's promoted yeah. all the time, which is a diuretic and depletes you of the nutrients and water, fruit juices, um, tea and coffee, large quantities. But we actually need to drink water. And so here, you and I both have our water bottles here. Yeah. Mine sits on my desk all day, even if you're not... Outworking, you can have it on your kitchen counter, mm-hmm. fill it up every day, remind yourself. When I get up in the morning, two glasses of water mm-hmm. every morning with a little bit of lemon. Yeah, to, to me, Lindy, these things just remind me of, of, of a verse as well in 1 Corinthians 10.31 where it says, whether you eat or drink yes. or whatever you do, do all to the glory, glory of, God. of God. And I suppose, you know, when we take care of our health, that is something that that God wants for us. He does. I mean, I, I, just this over this last week, I've, I've done two Bible studies on this on the subject of God's diet plan, mm-hmm. because there is all this information in the Bible about about diet, and there's many examples. You've got the example as well of Daniel in That's in Babylon, right. yes, and he, of course. Um, goes to Babylon as a captive, and the king, you know, spreads this incredible, lavish banquet in front of him. But he sees the food, he sees the alcohol, he sees the wine, he sees this and goes, I can't have this. Mm. This isn't best for my health. Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating as you read the book of Daniel. And, and for any of our listeners, if you haven't studied the book of Daniel, this is a book that even Jesus himself says, go and understand the book of Daniel. Absolutely. This is a book that speaks to 
the times in which we live. And the stories in the book of Daniel give us illustrations of things that we will face in the end times. And one of those issues we will face is this issue of food and, and, and drink. And Daniel made a simple choice. He said, okay, I'm going to put the best quality of what's available into mm-hmm. my body. I'm going to eat a plant-based diet and I'm going to drink a lot of water. And he, and he did that and he excelled in his study. God blessed him. He looked much better. His skin was more, it was cleaner and clearer. And look, it, it's so true. There's just so much in the Bible that reminds us to look after ourselves. We, we're made up of 75% water. Did you know that? And we, so we need to replace mm. it. And often we need to drink six to eight glasses a day. And I wasn't. And I've made sure I'm doing that more now and I feel better. My skin is better. I, I've got more energy. And so, so Linda, water, you, you have a, you have a bottle with you. Yes. And you monitor well, how I, much you're drinking I try per day. To, yes. Just to keep an eye on it because it, yeah. often sometimes we feel hungry when we're really thirsty mm-hmm. and we'll be tempted to eat something when our mm. body is really wanting water. If we're thirsty, we're already dehydrated, mm-hmm. and a lot of people end up in hospital because they're dehydrated, mm-hmm. and um, it affects their whole health and their body. A lot of men have heart attacks too. They don't drink enough water. A lot of old, older people, I've worked in aged care, they'd be too dehydrated, and often that will be, let me be frank, it's because they don't want to have to keep getting up to go to the toilet, yeah. but it's not good for their health. I have a lot of trouble yeah. encouraging my mother to drink water. She'll drink cups of tea all day. But she's not drinking water. So, you know, the benefits of drinking water are it can relieve fatigue. It can even improve your mood, mood, Marty. So have a good drink of water before you get home from work. It helps with headaches and migraines. In fact, often if I get a little bit of a headache, normally it's either associated with some food that I may have consumed that's not being digested well or I haven't drunk enough water and I'm dehydrated. It can aid in our digestion and stop us from getting constipated. Again, it encourages weight loss, flushes out toxins. So exercise and water have similar benefits. Improves brain function. Who doesn't want to improve their brain function? And it can prevent cramps. As you get older, you your legs and hands can sometimes cramp up because yeah. you're not having enough water. It promotes healthy skin. It's amazing, and, and it's, you know, it's it's inexpensive. You know, you you literally. I mean, we live in it. We live in a we live in a country where you can literally turn on the tap. Yes, and you've got water. I mean, it. You know, the South Australian water doesn't taste very good, but but have it's, a filter, Marty. If you've we got a filter, filter. Yeah, yeah, you know that's great. But even you know, I've even you know sort of gotten a bit. A bit more used to this South Australian water yes, now, yes, and I can bad. tolerate it no problem. And I'd still recommend filtering water. I think it cuts out some of the toxins. We have a filter here in the office. Yeah. We have a filter at home, and it just it it ta- it reduces the load on your body. Yeah, because we're yeah. surrounded by so many things in the air and pollutants and all of those things. So reduce the load as much as you can. So we should. It'd be a good idea to get a water bottle and, you know, have and, and actually um, take note of how much you've had that day. If it's, a, right. if it's a one litre water bottle, you've just got to fill it up twice. That's right. If you've got, you know, something smaller, maybe like a 600 mil water bottle, you, you want to have that at least probably three times um, per day and, and, and keep a track on that. You know, I, I find first thing in the morning, Lindy, the first thing I will do is have a glass of water. Yes. And I actually, and I actually have warm water. 
Okay, now, yes, a lot of people do. That's something that you know I've heard is is quite is quite good for you. Yes. You know, it sort of kickstart your day. Um, some people can't stand the taste of warm water. I don't think it really. You know, at the end of the day. As long as you're drinking the water. You can put a squeeze of lemon and you'll find in the Food as Medicine book she does a lot of um, infused water, which doesn't have the sugar content. You can put a bit of apple in it or a bit of lemon or a bit of mint and it's just beautiful. Beautiful. This is great. And so, look, water can boost your immune system as well and fights bad breath and um, it's, it's always important to drink lots of water, but there's other ways we can use water, Marty, too, but we don't really have time to today to talk about it. But people can investigate ways. Having a warm bath opens your pores. That's really good. Um, hydrotherapy, swimming. Uh, there's, there's a lot of ways that water is, is, is vital to us. It's just vital. And, you know, in John 7.38 it says, He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. There's that spiritual side of, of water flowing out of us and being a blessing to others. And so the healthier we are, I believe the more that we can do in mm. furthering God's kingdom. Yes, yeah, so isn't it amazing? Yeah, Jesus uses the the um, metaphor of water to describe something that is an incredible blessing, something that's essential for life. Absolutely. And of course, just like we as Christians need the Holy Spirit in our hearts for spiritual life, for physical life, we obviously need to to drink ample water. You know, these things seem so basic and yet it's always good to go back over and go, hey, am I actually drinking enough water? Absolutely. You know, am I getting aches and pains that maybe I don't need to have because I'm actually not drinking enough water? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm so sure of it. And often the blood will thicken up as well and then people have to go on blood thinners. Drink the water. Drink you know, the water. It's Absolutely. so easy. It doesn't cost you anything. You don't have to go to the doctor and get a prescription. <laughs> I mean, that won't always fix everything. I'm not saying it will, but it would certainly help. Lindy, this is great. I'm... Um, Really excited about what we're talking about, about physical exercise, about drinking water. This is just really practical information. We're going to come to the song, No More Night. Now, this isn't David Phelps, but it is Heritage Singers, and they sing this song absolutely beautifully, and pray that you'll be blessed as you listen to this song, No More Night.
the Heritage Singers. Welcome back. This is Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A. This is Marty and Lindy today. We are looking at the subject of health this week. We're talking about the Bible, spirituality, and physical health. Now, before we continue our our this fascinating dialogue of We've talked about physical health, um, the importance of physical activity. We've been talking about the importance of drinking enough pure water. Mm -hmm. And there's a great free giveaway that we're promoting this week. It's called A Taste of Food as Medicine. It is a small version of a bigger version book that was the was voted the best cookbook in the world. Now, this book is written by Sue Rad, and um, this is a it's a small multi you know full color multi sorry mini cookbook <clears throat> for basically understanding good health. It's a great book for sharing. It's sixty four pages, um, and it's it covers cost effective, uh, healthy tips to improve your nutrition. 
There are a number of really, really good recipes. Let me just give you um, a couple. There's um, cashew fried rice. I've made that, Marty, and it's lovely. Is it? Okay. It's. I love that. Just the sound of it sounds good. Here's one. Chili green pea soup with coriander. Oh, not many. And some people don't like coriander, but check this one out. Creamy celery and cauliflower soup. Wow. Celery's a vegetable. I haven't used very often, but it, it's wow. interesting. Chickpea curry with pumpkin and baby spinach. Well, if it's got pumpkin in it, I'm keen on oh, that particular man, dish. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Here's some of the contents. There's one called um, The Power of Diet Versus Drugs. Harnessing lifestyle medicine, preparing a healthy plate, healthy eating plate, eat more of these foods, 10 food rules to live by, and how nutrients speak to your genes. This is a brilliant little book. If you are looking for a health boost, if you're looking for something to just kickstart your health, this is the book for you. It's called A Taste of Food as Medicine. Now, if you'd like to get a free copy of this book, all you've got to do is send us a text to our studio number. That number is 04888-80811. That number one more time is 04888-80811. And if you send us the code SA144, we will get you this book as soon as as possible. Once again, the code is SA144, just five digits. SA for South Australia, 144, no gaps in between. And we will get you this book. The reason it has to be exactly SA144 is because it actually goes to our Faith FM bot. And our Faith FM bot is not a very smart bot. And so if you put any spaces or anything else in there, he won't know what to do. But if you send that code, SA144, we will get you this free copy of this brilliant health book, A Taste of Food as Medicine. Lindy, we've got a little bit of time left. Um, What else have you got for us today? Look, I think it's probably better just to summarize where we've been I think we have to recognise our hospitals are overloaded, overcrowded. Our son's a paramedic back in Melbourne. There's lots of people with mental health issues around. There's lots of people that are becoming unwell all the time. And I believe there's a lot you and I can do to keep our immune system strong the way God created it. We're not going to get it perfect, Marty, because we're surrounded by toxins and problems and all sorts of issues that perhaps, you know, back when God created the earth 6,000 years ago, there wasn't that amount of industrial effects, of course. But there's so much that you and I can do. And I just, I have to keep going back to that new start acronym, nutrition. Look at what you're eating. Think about what you're eating and put things into your body. They're going to help your body to be well and healthy. There's just so many options available. I didn't even have access to avocados and blueberries when I was growing up. And so we've got that acronym, New Start, and then exercise and water. Exercise regularly. Find something that you enjoy. Do it with a friend. Just get out there and exercise. Water. Lindy, can I just jump in on the exercise one? Because, you know, this is, exercise is, is a, is a word that some people struggle with. Okay. So 
when we talk about exercise, we say say physical activity (laughs) because, you know, exercise can often conjure up, you know, hard work, pain, etc. But it's not necessarily that. It's literally just moving more. Absolutely. If you can move more, move dynamically. And what what I've done. If you're in a wheelchair, Marty, you can still move your upper body. You can. Move. Move it. Or move lose it. it. <laughs> move it or lose it. You know, one of the things that uh, I, I've recently gotten is a little watch. It's called a Fitbit. Yes. Now, there's plenty of these devices. A lot of people have step counters on their yes, phones right. as well. Yes. I'm one of those people that, and if you're a goal-oriented person, can I recommend getting a Fitbit or getting an app on your phone that's that actually measures accurately your steps. My husband's got steps. one on his phone. It's very simple and it just tells us we've just walked five kilometres or whatever. It's great it because it, it's, it just helps you to go, oh, and sometimes you look at it like That's right. for me today, I look at my you know step counter and I go, oh, I need to do a little bit more. Yes. And so it's it's just something to, to help keep. Keep you motivated. When you go shopping, park further away from the entrance. Yes. Walk, you know, if there's <laughs> stairs, go up the stairs. You know, there's so many different things. So, yeah, physical activity, if you don't like the word exercise, and water. It doesn't really cost too much water. Well, you know, you pay your water rates. But maybe get a filter, put it on your tap, whatever you need to do. You can buy um, little jugs that will filter the water for you. And so... Yeah, new start. And then after water, there is sunshine, uh, temperance, air, rest and trust. And we're going to keep looking at all of those things for the week. And I love the acronym new start because sometimes I'll go, now hold on. What were those things again? Am I yeah, getting enough rest? That's right. Am I getting, and I reevaluate because we can get so busy in the lead mm-hmm. up to Christmas, especially there's events on and we go to functions. We had a function yesterday, didn't mm-hmm, we, Marty? And mm-hmm. I think maybe we might have eaten just a little bit too much of that pizza, but mm. you know, so there's. Oh, I, I had to leave early, so I didn't eat too much. Oh, okay. <laughs> my confession. Yes, yes, no, it was beautiful food. And it was incredible. Vegan peaches, incredible. Pizzas as well. So, you know, there's, there's, just we have so much available to us, so much information. I'm not saying go on Google and, yeah. and and identify everything, but there are lots of good, reputable sites on the internet yeah. that if there's anything wrong with you, they will give you some ideas on how to counteract it and you know, keep body what, in balance. Talk to us in the last, we've got about 60 seconds, or, you know, a minute and a half. What is the value as well of being socially connected when it comes to health? What's the value of actually connecting with others who also are are interested in health? Well, I think it encourages you. It helps you be held accountable. Maybe join a walking club. I know that some walking clubs go to shopping centres when the shopping centre's not open and they walk around and you develop relationships with other people. Um, if it's another sort of exercise, a rowing club or a canoeing club or something where you, you're interacting with others. Yeah, you know, there's so much, so much joy to be had in going on a health journey with others as well. Absolutely. Lindy, it's been so awesome to have you sharing with us today. Thanks, Marty. You know, as we're talking, it reminds me of recently I, I travelled to Melbourne and um, and I met a, a husband and wife who had become Seventh-day Adventists. Yes. They had come to a series of lectures where they had learned about the Bible. What was fascinating to me is what the gentleman said. He said, when I came along to these lectures, I came wanting to find God. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I came wanting to find what was true. Mm-hmm. He said, what I didn't expect was that my that I would find health and healing. Wow. Praise By the being Lord. connected in a Seventh-day Adventist church community, it was able to give him the support that he needed yes. to make different changes in his life mm-hmm. and to actually experience far better health than he had had for many, many years. And and I just, you know, I think that... Well, a church luncheon will often provide plant-based meals. Absolutely. And, and when people go out together, they, they encourage each other in that. So, so, surround, so listeners, surround yourself with positive people. Yes. Surround yourself with people who encourage you to make good health decisions. Friends, it has been a joy for us to be able to look at this subject today. Mm-hmm. Our time is up for today. Thank you so much, Lindy, for, for, for sharing with us. You'll be back tomorrow yes. with Pastor Ricardo, and you're going to be sharing, is self-control an oxymoron? That sounds like a really, really interesting subject. I hope so. Friends, I want to leave you with these, this, uh, these words from God who says to us in the Bible, he says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Friends, God wants to bless you physically, mentally, socially, and spiritually. May you indeed experience the wonderful blessings that God has for your life. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.